Dancing with a Black Elephant? Who's Dancing with a Black Elephant? What is Dancing with a Black Elephant? Who's Dancing with a Black Elephant? Dancing with the Black Elephant? From Yeshiva University, this is Andrew Boyarski, and you are listening to Dancing with the Black Elephant. I'm at the RIMS conference, 2018, uh, here in San Antonio. I'm here with Eamon Cunningham, who recently retired as Chief Risk Officer of Center Group, the owner and operator of Westfield in Australia and New Zealand. As Chief Risk Officer, Eamon directed the global risk management practice within Westfield and subsequently Center Group with responsibility for all risk areas, including environmental life, safety, insurance, and claims, business continuity planning, and enterprise risk management. He led the team that won the Risk Manager Team of the Year at the Australian and New Zealand Institute of Insurance and Finance in 2010. In 2014, Eamon was inducted into the Business Insurance Risk Manager of the Year Honor Roll. In May of 2017, Eamon received Strategic Risks Lifetime Achiever Award at their Asia-Pac conference in Singapore. Eamon is a past chairman of the Risk Management Committee of the Property Council of Australia and former member of the M200 Association. He is a member of the board of the Risk and Insurance Management Society, Australasia Limited, and a member of Airmix Advisory Council. Eamon holds a Bachelor of Commerce degree from University of College Galway, Ireland, and a Chartered Accountant, a Fellow of the Institute of Chartered Accountants in Ireland, and an Associate of the Institute of Chartered Accountants in Australia. He is a graduate of the Australian Institute of Company Directors, and I want to thank you very much for coming on the podcast, Eamon. Thanks, Andrew. It's an absolute pleasure. So first question I have for you, Eamon, is in your three decades uh, in the risk field, how has the profession changed? Well, there are a whole host of drivers, some positive, some negative, that have forced change on the profession. The role of insurance, still a very important feature of the profession today, is no longer the only tool in the risk manager's arsenal fundamental change has occurred and to me it actually mirrors my own career development. I started out on my journey of discovery by simply being involved in the largely transactional process of buying insurance. The lost opportunity in focusing exclusively on this soon became apparent to me and I began to teach myself the basics of risk management starting with operational risk management principles and associated thinking and moving on to outline our simple ERM and ultimately more advanced ERM. I should say though that one important thing that has changed is the increasing implicit value of enduring relationships with counterparties which is the hallmark of our industry. And that importance just seems to have grown over time, particularly in relation to enduring relationships. So I know we're going to touch upon a little bit later about those relationships and how they impact your work. I want to talk to those people that are looking at the risk uh, profession at the, as, it, as it is now. What makes risk management an attractive profession now? Well, I think today... There's a lot of intellectual rigor associated with what we do. Our world today is much more challenging than it used to be. Companies today 
have to operate in a world of unprecedented change. There is no doubt that the rate of change is increasing. Everything is more complex. To me, there is a hyper-competitive business environment with associated supply chain stretched or fragile. Increased outsourcing adds to an already complicated business model. Many elements of business process are more highly interrelated or interdependent. For example, IT. So naturally, there's more of a knock-on impact when something happens. With this backdrop, who would not want to be front and centre in all of this, rising to the level where you were the risk advisor to the enterprise? It takes a special, well-practiced skill set combining hard and soft skills to get you there. It's tremendously rewarding when you do. You talked a little bit before about how, when you started out, that insurance and risk management really is focused on being transactional trying to play defense, just purchasing insurance, just cover our exposures, right? And then you moved into a place over, I uh, would understand it, uh, decades, and that grew into a much more strategic role from an enterprise level. How do you change the orientation of senior managers in an organization to look at risk management, uh, changing it from a traditional approach, as we mentioned, purchasing insurance, insurance, covering your property and casualty, to one of proactively managing it on a strategic and operational level? Great question, and it's one that becomes the single biggest challenge, in my view, to any risk manager who wants to grow their career. To do so, I think it's a combination of the stick-and-carrot approach, perhaps the carrot first. Firstly, however, you must believe in what you are doing. If you are not 100% there, this will be picked up by an astute audience and I can guarantee you will fail. Get close to the people you want to influence and find out what are the issues for them. Surprise, surprise, you will invariably find out that deploying ERM in a manner consistent with underlying organisational culture will help. Good old-fashioned self-interest comes into play here. You deliver a benefit or solve a problem and you will get invited back. Make your interactions helpful. For example, make your reports concise and be cognizant of the time taken by others to read them. Building on that point, um, how can senior risk managers get a seat at the C-suite level? Uh, or help to influence strategic decision-making? Well, I suppose continuing on from my previous response, make sure that every time you end an, inter an, an interaction with an executive, you are confident that when they reflect on it, they will form the view that you have delivered value-add. Make sure that you earn your spurs you just don't automatically assume you get them. It will take up time to build up the relationships with small wins and at the same time uh, minor increases in value. Know your whole business like the back of your hand. If you know you are right, do not take no for an answer. Have the courage of your convictions and if necessary, go back 
with a recalibrated message seeking to convert that no answer to a yes. In terms of strategic decision making, in year one, apply a year a rear end view of the outcome of the discussions uh, and as a result you may just get an invitation into the room where the strategic risk management is discussed. You probably won't have got in there day one, year one, but make it your mission at some stage to get inside the room. Work really hard and perform a risk-based assessment of the output in year one, certainly. Make it so compelling that they want more, they want you back. In fact, they want you to become more involved in the process. Your objective is to work yourself up the strategic decision-making process food chain. So uh, I, I like your, your reference to earning your own spurs. Uh, I think that's apt since we're uh, deep in the heart of Texas, uh, so to speak. And I, I know you're a little bit further away from, from Texas, uh, you know, coming from Australia. I know you originally hail from, from Ireland. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm coming from New York City. Um, what is uh, the danger of lumping risk management under the GRC uh, umbrella, uh, the governance, risk, and compliance look at, at risk? Um, and it's often given at the corporate level of what you see in, 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 in business and corporate uh, literature. Andrew, I am so pleased that your question included the word danger. In, mine, in my mind, this is a really big issue for the profession. The grouping of governance, risk and compliance, i.e. GRC, can make the advancement of risk management as a discipline challenging. Just look at the notion of risk versus reward, a core principle. I just cannot see how the practice of risk management within an, an enterprise will flourish if it is lumped in under GRC. Governance and compliance focus almost exclusively on downside risk, whereas risk management practiced properly should look at both downside risk and upside opportunity. Developing and nurturing a relationship, as I've mentioned earlier, is an important and necessary feature of a successful ERM program. Lumping in governance and compliance under a GRC umbrella has the effect of applying, in my mind, an effective straitjacket to these vibrant relationships. I've heard that you played a role with the coverage uh, for the 9-11 event or 9-1-1 event uh, New York City. Can you explain what coverage you put in place prior to that and how uh, that helped mitigate the cost impact from that event? And what I'm speaking about is the, is the destruction of the Twin Towers yes. that took place um, in downtown Manhattan. Well, uh, this was a, a challenging time for me. Um, I personally had re assumed risk management responsibility for our U.S. business, July 1, 2001. 
Westfield closed the deal on the retail portion of World Trade Center July 20. Um, I was not able to get myself comfortable with the property cover being put in place because it covered both the retail and the two towers. But I knew our existing global property program liked the back of my hand. And I didn't have a lot of time up my sleeve. So fortunately for me, I arranged for our existing global property program to be DIC, that is difference in coverage, difference in limits, DIL, to the cover to be put in place over the entire WTC structure. Um, of course, we all know what happened during the tragedy of 9-11. And I happened to have been in Auckland at the time. Um, I was immediately called back to our global headquarters in Sydney. And when I arrived into the Sydney office, I was summoned to the office of the chairman and asked whether our assets and income were protected by insurance following the 9-11 attacks. Given the structure I put in place with the DIC program, I was confident in my response to the chairman that they were fine. In Westfield, you weren't allowed to sit on the fence. You formed a view. Believe me, this was a career-defining moment for me. Um, the bottom line in all of this is that we did not have any form of material loss whatsoever. Related to this, can you explain the relationship of business continuity and disaster recovery function to the risk management function at Westfield? Sure, Andrew. I mentioned earlier that I got Westfield to an advanced stage in terms of risk management thinking and practice. The structure that I set up involved risk management looking after what I call four streams of activity. Life safety, which is really occupational health and safety, insurance and claims, enterprise risk management, and BCP, or business continuity planning. I firmly believe that the structure put in place is the right one as all of these elements are absolutely connected to one another. I have said that everything is actually really a, a subset of ERM. When, for example, I, when it came to the running of the regular crisis management team exercises, it was my ERM country head who was not only a member of the crisis management team, but also Man manage the functioning of it uh, between practice sessions and it re required a lot of effort. My head of risk management in each country, my country head, was also either the head of the CMT or at least the deputy head of the CMT. A very important thing for the company. Why? Because we have a significant brand and a re and a reputation that we value very, very highly. So I, I want to talk a little bit about the nature of risks. Um, and I know you've writ written and talked a little bit about the velocity of risk. Can you tell me about the concept of the velocity of risk, how it has changed risk management, and can you provide an example of this from your own work? Sure. I, this is definitely one of my, my, my favorite topics. 
and it is simply how quickly the risk as described on paper manifests itself to an impactful event on the enterprise. When it comes to the issues that ERM focuses on, and for many of them, since there is no insurance solution, it is very important that you have a good handle on how quickly the issue, if triggered, will come to pass. When you form a view on likelihood and consequence, and as you consider your risk treatment plan, you must also form a view on risk velocity. By carefully considering this, you can de deploy a solution that in a much more efficient manner from a resource perspective, whether it be capital or, or whatever. And by way of example, when we were building one of our high-profile shopping malls, we were reliant on having all of our vertical transportation in place and well-functioning on the opening day. Most of it was manufactured in another country, so we had to constantly recalibrate our risk treatment based on the circumstances that we found ourselves in, with the opening day looming. I should say, however, that the core, core risk here was not the direct impact that one inoperable piece of vertical transportation had on customer traffic flows, but rather the massive brand impact resulting from not opening on time with a fully functioning mall. When you have a quality brand that Westfield has, the marketplace and all stakeholders expect a lot of you and you've got to deliver. When you say vertical transport, you mean uh, elevators? Elevators and travelators. I see. And escalators. Interesting. So on, on, a, on, a, on a final note, can you tell me about one of your most interesting specific experiences um, in your career so far? Sure. Uh, one that actually does come to mind is that we had, and I, something I instituted, a practice of regularly undertaking loss workshops in the property, casualty, and financial lines areas. So, for example, in the property workshops, we would have representatives from our internal design, construction, finance, and legal department, as well as folks from our brokers, carriers, adjusters, and restorers, etc. For us, uh, within Westfield, time was money, and we had a plan to move very quickly which we practiced in the event of a loss situation arising. Our insurers liked this thinking as they regularly told us that almost all of their clients who experienced a loss seemed to drag their feet. So we had a large fire in one of our malls in Sacramento. Our plan kicked into gear and was immediately rolled out. Relevant people were at the location within hours and we got moving. The whole thing was run like a military operation. About three weeks in, I get a call from our insurer who said that his people at the location were complaining about us. I said, complaining about what? He responded, you guys are going too fast. We cannot keep up. That's, 
<laughs> that's that's surprising sometimes to hear. You, you know, I, I I I'm familiar with that with that march, so to speak, in terms of uh, companies don't know what hit them sometimes, uh, and they're slow to move, and you know they, they don't want to recognize the reality. But it sounds to me like you your 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 work at um, at Center Group and with Westfield uh, was was just the opposite. Uh, well, Amen, I, I want to thank you very much uh, for coming on the podcast. Uh, it's been a pleasure speaking with you today. I, I've enjoyed listening to you and to hear about your experiences and your point of view when it comes to risk management and enterprise risk management. Thanks, Andrew, and I really appreciate the opportunity to participate today. So we've been speaking with Eamon Cunningham, who is a past chief risk officer for the center group uh, that owns uh, the Westville Group. Uh, which has a chain of, of shopping malls throughout the world and other properties. Um, he currently operates a boutique risk consulting practice that he founded called 15B. And if I remember correctly, Eamon, 15B is the bus stop where you met your wife. Is that correct? That is correct. All right, great. Well, thank you once again. It's a pleasure having you on the podcast. Thank you. And uh, can I just say that uh, I just encourage everybody to associate themselves with the uh, uh, RIMS and the RIMS chapter. I am, a, as you mentioned, a director of the Australasian chapter. I think it's a wonderful organization and it's a great way to assist you in your future risk management careers. And I can second that. The Risk Insurance Management Society, you can find them on the web at uh, RIMS.org, uh, where our program is closely aligned with the RIMS CRMP, and uh, we were proud to say that. So thank you all for listening. Find out more about our programs including our MS in Enterprise Risk Management at our website, www.yu.edu forward slash K-A-T-Z or CATS. We would like to hear your feedback on our podcasts, so please send us any questions or comments to us at catspodcast, K-A-T-Z-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at yu.edu. Thanks for listening.